God. We're going to go tonight to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, amen, which is real familiar tonight, amen, but uh, as always, we have to honor and go by the Lord, uh, amen, leads us to go tonight, praise God. 2 Kings chapter 4, amen, praise God, we're going to begin at verse 8, everybody that's able to stand, stand for the reading of the word of God, praise the Lord, I'm thankful, amen, for everyone that... Uh, amen, stood in, amen, took care of everything while we were gone, amen, we praise the Lord, are just thankful for the goodness of the Lord, amen, 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning at verse 8, if you have a Bible, amen, uh, open there, if not, amen, it's on the wall, everybody got it, say amen, amen, and it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where it was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread, and so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passes by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be, when he comes to us, that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber, and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldst thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, And verily she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. She said, Nay, my lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. Amen. They're going to blast the shofar. We want you to give the Lord, amen, some praise for his word tonight. Come on, let's bless him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise him. Come on, let's bless the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. He's so worthy, amen, to be lifted up. So worthy, amen, of all of our attention and glory and praise tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated tonight, and if the Lord will allow me, I just want to minister on the thought, the door of faith. Amen. The door of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, the door of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We know, amen, I'm not going to go into a lot of the background, amen, but uh, we know that Elijah was a prophet unto God, amen, and Elisha was, uh, amen, one that followed after Elijah, and the Bible says, amen, tells us that when Elijah was taken up into a whirlwind, amen, that Elisha stayed with him, amen, and that Elisha asked, uh, Elijah asked Elisha, what would you have? He said, I would like a double portion of the anointing, amen. He said, if you are with me, when I go up, then you shall receive that double portion. We know that Elisha, amen, picked up the mantle of Elijah, amen, and he is now, praise God, walking in that anointing. We see here in 2 Kings chapter 4, amen, that it gives us uh, several accounts of miracles, amen. And when we talk about miracles, sometimes I think that uh, oftentimes we combine healings and miracles together as one, amen. We just kind of uh, say healings and miracles, and we tend to combine them together as one, uh, much like we do praise and worship. But can I tell you that praise and worship are different? Praise comes from the lips, worship comes from the heart, amen? And so just as we often combine praise and worship, I think we are, uh, amen, automatically combine healings and miracles. Uh, but can I tell you that healing is in the body, amen? And healing, it can be gradual as well 
as instantaneous. Now, there are instantaneous healings, and then because a man of the way that healing works, healing can be gradual. You can receive a man a touch, and then the next day you can wake up and you can feel even better, amen, and eventually there will be a healing, amen. But a miracle isn't necessarily received in the body. So we really cannot combine miracles and healings together as if they are one in the same, just like praise and worship. Amen? Because a miracle is not necessarily received in the body. There are miracles that can be received in the body. Amen? But a miracle is when God overrides His law. Amen? When God simply overrides amen, His law and He brings heaven to earth and He divide, divides the realm of impossibility. Amen? When there is a situation that looks impossible, amen, that not just looks impossible, but it is impossible, especially according to the laws of the universe. Hallelujah. When the laws of finances when your credit score says there's no way that you can be approved, amen, the God can override that law, amen, and cause a miracle to happen, and suddenly you can be uh, approved, amen. Uh, so uh, when God brings heaven to earth and it defies that realm of impossibility, this is a miracle. So a miracle doesn't necessarily just happen in the body, amen? But how many knows that we have to make room for God in our lives? If we're going to see miracles, I say it often and I'll say it again, we do not need to create a miracle. We do not have to make a miracle through our works, through our prayers, amen? Miracles are already, amen, created. What we do is release them from heaven to earth, amen? And so we got to make room in our lives for God, amen? If God only has, amen, a little bit of room in your life, then that's all of God that you're going to see manifested in your life, amen? My grandma used to sew all the time, and she always wore a thimble on her finger, and if you just have a thimble's worth of room in your life for God, then you're only going to get a thimble, amen, the work of God manifested in your life. Let somebody and say, let's make room, amen, we've got to make room for God in our lives, if we're going to see miracles, we're going to have to make room for miracles, hallelujah, and so the Bible tells us here, amen, that Elisha visited Shunem, amen, and he visited Shunem, and there was a well-to-do woman who was there, and she pressed Elisha to eat, hallelujah, praise God, she pressed him, brother Matt, amen, to come and eat, she pressed him, stay and eat, let me fix you a meal, and the Bible says, amen, that after this, after she pressed him to stay in Shunem and eat, that after this, every time he passed through Shunem, the Bible says that he would stop, amen, and he would, amen, eat at this woman or the Shunemite's house. So she invited him one time, amen, to stay and eat. She pressed him, amen, and after that, every time that he passed through, or every time that he came through Shunem, and the Bible tells us that it was often, and that he often came through, and every time he did, she, he stopped, amen, and ate at her house. Can I tell you that when God finds a reason to show up, he is going to visit, and he's going to stay for a little while. When God has an invitation, also in this place, when God
this began to happen so often, the Bible says, Brother Matt, we know the story, amen, that he came so often that she told her husband, she said, let's make a room for him, amen, so that every time he comes, hallelujah, he can stay, he has a place to sleep. The Bible says that she put a bed, she put a table, she put a stool, and she put a candlestick in this room so that when he came to eat, amen, when he passed through, that he didn't have to feel like he had to eat and run, but he could stay as long as he needed yes. to. Like if somebody yes. could help me in this place. See, it's one thing to, amen, give God some room in your life and to acknowledge his presence, but it's another thing, amen, to surrender so much of yes. your life, hallelujah, that he can stay as long as he needs to. I need somebody to help me. That when you need a breakthrough, hallelujah, it's not just a quick, amen, run by and eat and run, but he has a place yes. in your life that he is able to stay and feel comfortable enough to know that he doesn't even have to ask. He doesn't even have to be invited yes. any longer. But he knows when he passes by. Hallelujah. He didn't even have to need an invitation. But all he had to do was knock on the door. Hallelujah. And the door would be open. Hallelujah. She would prepare him a meal. And when he got done eating, he didn't have to ask, can I go up into the room? But he knew that that was his room. Yes. And he was comfortable there. Hallelujah. And he could rest. I need somebody to help me in this hour that we are living. We need to make room for God in our lives. We need to make our lives a such a place that God does not have to be invited to come in. But in the midnight hour, Circumstances, or whether you're going to over 
still going to give God the service that he's worthy of. See, servanthood isn't to benefit you or any other man. But it's to benefit the kingdom. So she was serving the kingdom by serving Elisha. So she really wasn't benefiting Elisha. She was benefiting the kingdom. And she very well could have been that victim that said, you know what? I'm just, I don't even have a reason to smile. I don't have a reason to be happy. I don't have a reason, amen, to praise it. I don't have a reason to get up. I don't have a reason to rejoice. Amen. Everything is going wrong. Nothing is it's good. Amen. Praise God. But she chose to be a servant instead of a victim. Hallelujah. She chose to have victory instead of being that victim. Tonight is your choice. You can either be a victim of what happened. You can be a victim of the circumstances. Or you can choose to serve the kingdom. Hallelujah. And I will tell you in a minute what happens when you serve the kingdom instead of being a victim. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. So this happens so many times. And because of her service and because of her serving, Elisha, the Bible said that he asked her, What is it that I can do for you? Because you have been so gracious to serve me. What is it that I can do for you? What is it that you would have me ask the king or the commander of the army? But it's interesting, her response. She said... That she was happy living as she did among her people. Now she was happy living as she was living among her people. Now she could have possibly had him ask the king to find her a child to adopt. Mm -hmm. She very well could have had the king ask the commander of the army to make sure that she was protected, to make sure that, that her household was, amen, guarded and watched. She could have had him ask the king, amen, for any kind of privilege, but instead she said, I'm happy living among my people just the way I am. Yes. Mm. So the Bible says that Elisha said to his servant Gehazi, I want to do something for her. Can you imagine? God wanting so much to bless you. But you just didn't have anything that you wanted or needed. And he says, okay, God, I'm good. I'm happy just so I am. Bless somebody else. Help us, Lord. For real. I can tell you that would not be me. Right. If he would say, what is it I can do for you? That's right. Come on. Yes. Yeah. So he said to Gehazi, what is it? I don't know what he would do for her. And Gehazi said, well, she doesn't have a son. Uh -huh. And so Elisha said, call her. <laughs> Tell her to come here. Mm. And the Bible says that, that, that she came, amen, and the Bible says she stood in the door of the room that she had built for Elisha. That she stood in the door of that room that she had built for him. And he said, at this time, at this season, next year you shall be holding a son. Now you got to understand that she said, I'm happy. With way, the, the way things are right now among my people, there's nothing that she was a well-to-do woman, the Bible says. So she didn't really need for anything as far as finances or anything like that. So she had become content. But she stood in the door of the room that he had, she had built for him, and it was right there in that door, hallelujah, Hallelujah, that something began to manifest. Amen. And if I can say it like this, 
she stood in the door of giving or that door of generosity or that door of serving. Hallelujah. Can I tell you that faith is the ultimate catalyst for a miracle? Hallelujah. Faith is the ultimate catalyst for a miracle. But obedience is our response to the faith that we have in God. Come on, somebody. Do you hear that? Say with me. I've never really preached it from this perspective before. Hallelujah. So, so what she did out of love, hallelujah, for Elisha, or if I can say it like this, for the kingdom, what she did out of love for the kingdom made room for the miraculous. Yeah. Hallelujah. And the very door to the room that she made for Elisha became the place or the door where she received her miracle. Yeah. Hallelujah. That door of giving. Amen. She received her miracle in the very door of the room that she built for Elisha. Hallelujah. You understand that tonight? Amen. Faith is, amen, ultimately the catalyst for a miracle. But that obedience, amen, how we obey is our response to the faith. Faith without what? Works is not alive. Amen. Our works do not save us. But the evidence that we have faith in the works of Jesus, hallelujah, is going to show, amen, as a result of our obedience. So, amen, rather than be a victim, she became a servant because of her love for the kingdom. So what you do out of love for the kingdom or what you do to serve, hallelujah, is going to make a way. It's going to be the door for the miraculous. See, she had no expectation of receiving a son. Mm -hmm. None whatsoever. Mm -hmm. She could have built a nursery. Right. She could have built a room for a child. But she built it for Elisha. Mm -hmm. Because she had no expectation. She was content with not having a child. It wasn't even in her mind anymore. Mm -hmm. But I believe that it once was a desire. Right. Or a dream of hers. I believe that once she did have that. See, her love built the door. Because she was a man, a servant, and not a victim. Even when her dream was dead, she still had love for the kingdom. Yes. And even when your Dream is dead. You can still serve. You can still have love. Yes, that's good. For the kingdom. But Elisha, this is why I believe that it was once a desire or a dream of hers. Because when Elisha said that this time next season, and this season next year, you will have a son, she said, don't be messing with me, sir. Right, right, right. Don't be saying stuff like that. Uh-huh. I believe right there that Elisha awakened yes. that dream yes. in that she and my woman. That pain. When she was like, and there's some of you that God has made you promises. And you feel as if those promises are dead. And when God comes and he begins to Sweet life and begins to remind you, you're like, God, don't, that's not, that's not, we don't have her again. Come on. I've been down there before. I've learned to be content without that. Come on. That's good. I've I come, I come, I come to the result that it really probably isn't going to happen. Uh -huh. I, I, I believe for it, and I'm not, I'm not blaming God. I'm content. There's nothing. I, I'm, I'm not a victim. I'm serving, but, but don't be doing that. Don't be bringing that up. And getting my hopes up. She said, Don't mess with me. See, he awakened her desire to be a mother. I said it a few weeks ago. 
I believe that there is a shaking taking place. And the shaking is exposing the enemy. And at the end of this shaking, God is going to reveal to those of us who have been serving, amen, who have been loving the kingdom despite the circumstances around us, those of us who have decided that we aren't going to be the victim, but we're going to be a servant, that the Lord has done too much for us, amen, that it doesn't matter if we ever see anything else happen. He has been too good to us, and we are, we want to see His glory revealed, uh, no matter what. It doesn't have to happen the way that we see it, but God's going to, at the end of this shift, God is going to begin to reveal himself. And I believe he wants to awaken the desire. Amen. The miracle. Hallelujah. See, her love caused her to build the door that provided access to her miracle. Mm -hmm. So don't be weary and we'll do it. Because you're making room. The service. Amen. You're serving. Your obedience. Your love for the kingdom. Your love for the things of God is building the door that's going to give you access to the miracle. Now, if she hadn't built the room, there never would have been the door to send in. And I should have never had the opportunity to speak life into her. Right. He would have never had the opportunity to speak that miracle or to ask her what is it that you need? What is it that you want? Hallelujah. So if she hadn't built the room, so you gotta make room. You gotta love the kingdom more than you love life. Uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta love God more than you love the world. Uh-huh. The Bible tells us that. And so we know the Bible says that she conceived and she had her son and she received her miracle. And about 10 years later, when her son was old enough to be in the field, to work the fields, the Bible says he was out there with his father who had not yet died. He was old before she conceived. Now 10 years later, he's even that much older. But he's still working in the field. And he looked at his father and he said, my head, my head, I've got a headache. And so they, 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 he carried it in to her, his mother. And the Bible says that he sat on her lap, amen, that he laid on her lap until noon and he died. So I believe that it was probably sometime in the morning, amen, that he carried him in. He laid on her lap. He laid there for a few hours. And when the sun was the hottest, when the sun was the brightest, he died. It is for us. Mm. When we think Mm. it's about to break, it completely changes. It goes the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so he died at noon. And the Bible says that she laid him, she took him up, and she laid him on Elisha's bed, and she shut the door. Mm-hmm. Now the same door that she received her miracle in, she now locked it shut with pain. And grief and sorrow. But watch, 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 watch what she did. So now this same door that gave the opportunity for her to receive her miracle is now locked and shut in pain. Now that same door is with a dead miracle. Mm -hmm. Sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? A dead miracle. But that's literally what that was. It was her dead miracle. I don't know who the Lord is talking to tonight. But your miracle is dead. Her, that same door that she received the miracle is now shut. And it is the same door with a dead miracle. 
Can I tell you the enemy wants you to go back to where you were? The enemy wants to take you back to where you were before God moved in your life. Come on. But here's the catch. How many of you tonight have shut the door on your mirror? How many of you have shut the door on the promises of God? See, see, here's the thing. What we do when our miracle dies says everything about who we are and where we place our faith. So our response when the miracle dies says everything about who we are. Mm -hmm. And it says everything about where we place our faith. Because I promise you, somewhere along the way, he will encounter a dead end. Mm -hmm. Something that was once alive and vibrant and living is now dead. But, but, but catch this. Catch what she did. Say with me tonight. I know this is familiar to a lot of you. But I'm just going to give you what the Lord is saying tonight. I don't know who he's talking to. But he's talking to you here tonight. To, to bring resurrection power. She told her husband. She said, get me a donkey. Because I need to go get Elisha. He said, why? It's not the new moon. It's not the Sabbath. Why do you need the prophet? She said, it is well. Now think about that. His son is dead. Wouldn't you think that you would tell your husband our son is dead? But she never said, mm -mm. go get, I need to go get him because our son died. For all he knew, mm, her son, their that. son was just resting because he had a headache. Uh -huh. She never once said, he died. Mm. But she said, it is well. In heavenly terms, everything's all right. Yeah. I just need to see the prophet. Yeah. I just need to see him. So she didn't tell him that their son was dead. And so the Bible says that when Gehazi and Elisha saw her coming, the Bible says, amen, that Gehazi asked her. Listen now. Gehazi asked her. He said, is everything okay with you? What about your husband? What about your son? What was her response? Oh, my son is dead. No, it's not. Well, my son is dead. She said, no, everything's all right. Now, her son, her miracle was dead. Yes. She locked the door. The same door that she received her miracle is now locked in pain, and her son is dead, but she is saying everything is all right. See, that tells you where her Come faith on. was. Come on, somebody. When your miracle dies, the way you respond says everything about where you Come are on. and your faith is. She could have crumbled and Somebody tonight, hallelujah, that the door of faith, hallelujah. 
Come on, he's putting his mouth on his mouth, his nose on his nose. She has no idea what's happening. She has to simply say on the other side and trust that what God is doing yes. behind that closed yes. door of pain. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. It's going to bring life back to her miracle. Hallelujah. Now she has to wait. He got waits upon the Lord. Somebody said, here we go again. Waiting. Where's your faith? Quit speaking death and speak it is well. It is well. Everything is alright. Yes. Why? Because my love for God and the kingdom is greater than my love for anything else in this life or this world. Hallelujah. Your servant, amen, your service, your love will build the door of faith. Will bring the miraculous. Yes. And so now she has to stand on the other side of that door and wait. Mm -hmm. Not knowing mm -hmm. what's going on on the other side. On one side, God is working, on the other side is another waiting. Now, that locked door in pain, that, that door of love, that door of generosity, that door of giving, became a locked door of pain. Now, it becomes a door of waiting. Oh, one door. But in that same door, all of these transitions yes. are taking place. Ultimately, faith. It goes back to... So good. Goes back to that one component, that door of trusting and waiting. She had no idea what was happening on the other side. How many, how many times some of you are there right now? You have no idea what God is doing on the other side of that door. You are simply waiting and trusting. Yes. She heard nothing. She saw nothing. She certainly felt nothing. Right. Maybe some anxiety. I don't know. She, she, there's no way she's a superhuman. She probably thought. Right. She looks good as well. And the Bible said that he prayed and he laid upon the, the boy, his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, hands upon his hands, to stretch himself over him. And the flesh of the child waxed warm. But he didn't breathe. So he gets up and he starts pacing back and forth. Meanwhile, the mom has no idea what's going on on the other side, how quiet it is. And God is doing, translating. For your faith, are you hearing me? And the Bible says that he returned and he stretched himself upon the child again. And this time he sneezed seven times. Mm. Now, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I doubt they had, you know, all of this insulation and all of this drywall and all of this fancy stuff. So I'm just crazy enough to believe that. On the other side, she heard the sea. Absolutely. Now, whether or not she knew it was Elisha or her son, I don't know. <laughs> but she heard, finally, she heard something. Right. You know, she heard Elisha praying and then nothing. Because the Bible says he prayed. And then the, 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 the flesh waxed warm. But then he stretched himself over again, over him again. And the boy sneezed seven times. Now, think about what would have happened if she would have went ahead and opened the door. She would have still saw a dead miracle. See, that's what we do. Yes. We, 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 get, we get anxious and we don't trust, and so, so we get ahead of the miracle. Come on. That's right. And she would see the logic pacing back and forth, a sign that he was nervous. 
and her boy so dead. And she would have thought, it's That's over. Good. It's done. And that's why the enemy wants you to get ahead of the Lord. Yep. He wants you to not trust his ways. He wants you to not trust how he's working. He wants you to not trust the things that he's doing. He might he might need some time to move some people out of your life. He might, might need some more time to rearrange some circumstances. There might be something in you that he still needs to, to, to move out of the way. He needs to trust. He needs to see if you're going to be able to trust him. Listen, if God would give you the breakthrough and the miracle right away, you would mishandle it. You would not yes. know how to, to, to take it. And you would waste it and get rid of it and use it for vain glory and then it would bring nothing, any benefit to the kingdom. But when you can learn and when God can see that he can trust you and you wait and you go through that time of struggle and suffering, hallelujah, that he's going to see that he can trust you with this glory. He can trust you with this anointing. He can trust you with this ministry. He can trust you with this financial breakthrough. He can trust you, amen, with the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Then in his time, hallelujah, he will bring life back to the miracle. And the Bible said that when the boy sees and he opened his eyes and Elisha called for Gehazi, amen, and he told him, call the Shunammite woman and tell her to come, tell her to come, hallelujah. And when she came in, the Bible says, Hallelujah. I believe, amen, that Gehazi opened the door. Hallelujah. Amen. And that door was now open. All she had to do was walk through it. Remember that door that was locked and closed in her pain? That was locked. Amen. And she had no idea what was happening on the other side of it. She didn't know if life was coming back to her son or not. But now it was an open door, and that same door that she stood in, that she built with her faith for making by making room for the kingdom, that she received the miraculous that was once closed, amen, to her dead miracle, is now opened up, and she doesn't even have to open it. All she has to do is go through it. And the Bible says that when she went in, Elisha said, pick up your son. Now, the boy was about 10 years old. I don't know how old she was, but amen, it would be a little hard to pick up your 10-year-old son at that point. Hallelujah. Amen, but he gives strength to the weary. Amen, he makes, amen, what seems impossible, possible. And the Bible says she picked him up and she went out the door. The same door, amen, that she built with her faith that gave her the miraculous that was then closed, amen, in pain that concealed her dead miracle was now opened back up because she trusted and she waited and she believed. And now all she had to do was walk through and pick up her miracle again and walk back out that door. It was one door that served four purposes. She entered that open door, hallelujah, and went out the same one. Can I tell you, you are looking for all of these other doors for God to open. When it's just one door that you build with your faith and your service and your trusting and your love and your commitment and your obedience. Hearing nothing and waiting, but I promise you, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost. 
will be the sandal that gives you back what God has already given. Elisha, listen, listen. That door was the result of her love and her serving. There's a lot I can say about that and her faith and all that. that. And I started making notes of that, but I didn't feel led to go that direction tonight. But I thought about Elisha. I'm about to close. I'm going to come to the music. Go ahead and come to the music. But I thought about Elisha. Now see, Elisha would not lead Elijah, right? We know that. But the Bible says he refused to leave. Elijah said, I'm not, you stay here and I'm going to go here. And he said, no, where you go, I go. Yeah. 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 I got to think about this today. I never thought about this before. I got to think about this today. Now, we know double portion in, in, the, in the Hebrew means just, just continually happening. It'll just keep happening over and over. But it is interesting that when you look at the number and the amount of miracles that Elijah did versus the amount of miracles that Elisha did, he did twice as many miracles as Elijah did. Mm. So he did double. I, I, I want to I say if, if my memory, Elijah did 14 and Elisha had 28, I'm not sure that. Don't, don't quote me. Amen. We won't be one so help that, so don't matter. <laughs> Hallelujah, won't change the name of salvation. Ain't you glad of that? Hallelujah. Praise God. But, 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 but I got to think today, I'm sure that somewhere in their journey, Elijah shared with Elisha how that the miracle of the widow's son being resurrected from the dead. Yeah. Remember? Remember Elijah and the widow? Her son was raised back from the dead through the anointing of Elijah. So I'm sure that somewhere Elijah shared that with Elisha. Now, here is Elisha. And, and what got me thinking about that was him pacing in that room. Because uh -huh. he knew that Elijah said, if you see me when I go, you shall have what you ask. He saw it, he picked up the mantle. I believe he knew that he had that anointing. That, that mantle, that prophetic mantle was of him and that anointing. Which is why I believe that he, that, that, that he had the faith that when Gehazi took the staff and placed it on the boy that he would come back to life. But when he came back and he wasn't, he went and he laid and he felt his flesh warm. But the boy wasn't breathing. So I'm thinking Elisha is now pacing thinking, Elijah told me, I remember the miracle that Elijah said of a widow's son who was dead and he was brought back to life. God told me, Elijah told me that I could have a little portion. So he was believing for something that he had heard but never seen. Mm. Who's going to talk to you tonight? Mm -hmm. You're believing for something that you've heard, but you've never seen it. I told you a few weeks ago, I believed for a few thousand dollars before, tens, twenties, thirty, forty, fifty, even a hundred thousand dollars before, but I've never believed for five point five million. I've heard, I've heard stories and testimonies of people bringing checks. Million dollar checks and given to, to, to pastors and ministers, but I've never seen it. I've only heard it. And so I, I, I'm believing for something that I've heard but never seen. Yes. And so I believe that as Elisha was pacing that bedroom and that boy was only warm, he's probably thinking, okay. God, I made her this promise. She didn't ask. 
You gave her this miracle. Now this boy is born, but he's not breathing. I'm believing for something I've heard, but I've never seen. Yes. So God, I'm going to go again. And I'm going to trust you again. Yes. And he laid upon him again. Now listen. Listen. He, he laid upon him again. He never prayed. He prayed one time. And that was it. When he was pacing and he returned, all he did was lay upon the child and the child sneezed seven times. So you might be in that place of, well, the place of pacing. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's warm, but it's not living. Mm. Because you're believing for something that you've only heard about but never seen. Yes. You've only heard it but never seen it. And so you don't have to always keep praying and screaming. You just got to be obedient and trust and keep going back and believing. Yes. And he went and laid, and the boy sneezed seven times. And his mother picked her miracle back up. Probably wasn't easy, but I can just imagine her running. Imagine, imagine her husband when she when, when she came home and they came back, her and Elisha and Gehazi, and, and he's like, what's he doing here? And she's like, our son is dead. You mean he's been up there dead all this time and I never knew it? Think about that. She locked him in that room. Imagine what he would have done. Sometimes we just need to be still. Yes. And know that he is God. Yes. She would have told him, and you know what he would have done as a dad. He would have, where's he at? Where's he at? He would have went, right? Yes. He would have, he would have moved him, done something. But she took him back to the very place that God gave her that. Yes. Through the same door that she received her miracle, even though it was locked in pain, it was still that door of faith. So sometimes we just have to be still. And yes. Know that he is God. Yes. There's no answers that anyone else can give us. No need to ask anyone else why. No need to ask anyone else if it was God. Trust Him. Because that same door of faith will be the same door that you get your miracle back offered to tonight. As you stand with me across this place. I don't know who he's talking to tonight. But I will tell you that he has sent you here tonight. To remind you that your miracle may be dead. Who that God would even let a miracle die? To test your faith. But you might have a dead miracle, and you might be on the other side of the door, not knowing what God is doing on the other side. Trust it, believe it. Hoping. But that same door of faith that you built with love for the kingdom, serving, chose to not be a victim to your circumstances, but God awakened in you. God's going to give it back to you. He's going to open the door and you're just going to have to walk through. How, 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 how much simpler does that have to be? All of it is on him tonight. Some of you, maybe it was a dream. God gave you a dream. But that can be a dream as a vision. That can be a dream as in a little dream. I've had dreams years ago that have yet to come to pass. God might be awakening dreams in you. You didn't ask. You were, you were content with things just the way they are. Loving the kingdom, serving. But you built that door of faith. And God said, I'm going to 
honor your faith. I'm going to give you release the miraculous. So I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know which door, which purpose of the door you may be in. You may be here tonight and you may not even know Jesus Christ. And if you don't, I can promise you that he's standing at your heart's door knocking tonight. Say, let me in. It's that door of faith. So tonight, as they begin to worship, if you're here and you don't know the Lord, you are lost. He's not your Savior. I want you to come.